This inaugural episode of the Midwest Game Nerds Podcast is brought to you by the Midwest Film Nerds Podcast. If you're in the market for funny banter and great discussion revolving around the latest theatrical releases, check out the Midwest Film Nerds Podcast on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or right at MidwestFilmNerds.com. Podcast. I'm your host, John, and joining me, we have my partner in video game crime, Brian. Hey. And the founding father of the Midwest Film Nerds, my brother, Alex. Hello, everybody. This being our first episode, we're going to be discussing the nature of this podcast. We're going to go over some brief video game news, our first impressions of Far Cry 4, and now that we've had a few months to let it digest, we'll go into a full review of the initial release of Destiny, as well as our thoughts on the DLC that was released earlier this week, The Dark Below. Alright, so... This is going to be an evolving show, mainly for the next generation consoles such as the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox One, also known as the X-Bone, which we'll probably refer to it as that several times. Yep. Uh, but we hope to cover a lot of PC games and handhelds as well, depending on what's coming out, when it's coming out, and what kind of time we have. If uh, there's any game that listeners would like us to discuss, feel free to email us at midwestgamenerds at gmail.com or tweet us at MGN Podcast on Twitter. Alright, so this first segment we're going to go into here is uh, basically our now playing in game news segment. So, uh, Brian, what have you been playing lately that you uh, that you had a lot of fun with? Um, I've been spending a lot of time with uh, GTA Online, specifically. Have you played any of the story mode? Yeah, but um, I'm not really big on playing that lately because I played through a large portion of it on 360. Mm. I haven't felt like replaying through it to get back where I was. Cool, cool. Any other games you've been playing as well? A lot of Destiny. Yes, definitely a lot of Destiny. I'm still somewhat obsessed with it, and I can't even say why I am. It's just, <laughs> it's addictive. I've always been a fan of FPSs since, like, since they were a thing, you know? No, that's good. We'll, we'll definitely get into more of that later on. Alex, what about you? What, what have you been playing? Uh, I have also been playing GTA Online with the, on, on the PS4 with a bunch of the Midwest Film Nerds crew. Um, we've been having a lot of fun with that. I recorded a few videos that might make it online at some point. Interesting. Oh, I have some great videos. Yeah, that. yeah. Maybe we'll have to link them to this stuff. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Employ judicious uh, share and recording on, on on your consoles so you can make more content for the show. Definitely. Um, that's been a lot of fun. I also picked up Uncharted Three again. Now that Four is going to be coming at some point in the future, and I haven't finished Three. And uh, Destiny as well. Did you, did you end up picking up The Last of Us? Uh, yeah, I played The Last of Us when it was out on PS3, and honestly, I liked it more than any of the other Uncharted games. So did you get the remastered version for PS4? I did. I haven't touched it yet. Okay, cool. All right, yeah, well, maybe we'll do a review of that as well. Uh, okay, moving I would along. I to play that. Right, yeah. That, I mean, that's, that's a game we've all kind of talked about playing at some point, so... It would help if I had a PS4. Yeah, well, you can, you can use mine. So. Taco Bell hasn't come through for me yet. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so moving along here, a little bit of game news. Um, Metal Gear Solid Five release date was supposedly leaked during uh, the Video Game Awards. Uh, Hideo Kojima was wearing a t-shirt that had the Swedish words for second and six on it. 22nd. 20, I'm sorry, yeah, 22nd and six. And so the, the Redditors online have kind of unleashed it that they think the game will be coming out on June 22nd. Alex is a fan of the series. Do you have any input on this revelation? I'm, I'll say that it's entirely possible that this is exactly how he wants to announce the release date, given how the Phantom Pain kind of... I don't know if you guys remembered any of that or were paying any attention to that, but 
we got a trailer for the Phantom Pain at the VGXs or whatever the hell they were called a year ago on Spike. And basically people were dissecting everything and they were like, oh, this looks like Snake and that sounds like Kiefer Sutherland. And then you look at the Phantom Pain title card and somebody could perfectly put Metal Gear Solid Five overlaid on top of it. So the fact that he would announce the release date via a t-shirt... Not all surprising, like probably okay. totally true. Cool, cool. Uh, in my opinion, uh, and and he's released uh, Metal Gear games in June before, and like Metal Gear Solid Four came out in June. Um, so I'm super excited for it. It's probably my most anticipated video game. It looks amazing. Yeah, the graphically and in the Phantom Pain's uh, the, that that little teaser demo, thirty dollar demo they put out was uh, very <laughs> enjoyable to play. But it, the main thing I took away from it was how incredible the engine is. Absolutely, absolutely. That's the weird thing about Metal Gear games is that they're just kind of like the stories are going so far off the deep end, but the gameplay in Ground Zeroes is just so much more refined than any other Metal Gear right. that's come before it. So I think people are kind of battling with, do I want to try and bother with trying to figure out what's going on in the story just so I can get to play this game that, like, the mechanics work really well. So Sweet. Well, I'm pretty excited about the idea of a game actually coming out in June since there's usually nothing yeah. to play in the summer. Yeah, yeah, that'll give us opportunity to actually play the game. Because unless we're still stuck playing Destiny, which is entirely <laughs> well, possible, maybe <clears throat> they also they also said this one will make it to PC, but whether or not that's the PC release date, they might push that out a little bit. I don't know, but yeah, the, well, the demo, um, what's it called again? Ground Zero. Ground Zeroes. They're that's releasing next week, I think, on yeah. PC. So they obviously like they've you know set up the engine to work on PC. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Yep. Good. Uh, next bit of news, The Witcher 3 was delayed until May 2015, Ooh. supposedly. Brian is uh, fairly big into The Witcher series, despite not finishing the first one, but loving the second one. Uh, any uh, Anything you'd like to discuss about the, the release date being pushed back? Yeah, initially I was disappointed, but I'm honestly, when I think about it more, I'm glad because I pretty much picked up every game that came out in November, and I have to play through all those all winter. <laughs> I've barely touched most of them. Yeah. But that should give me plenty to talk about. Definitely. I think it's a really... It's interesting because CD Projekt Red, the guys making The Witcher games, uh, it's nice that they have the ability to push a game from February to May because most companies would just be like, oh, this has to be out by the end of March because we need to recoup some money off of this investment. But they're yeah. not a public company, so they can just say, we want to make this game better. Hang on. Right. So that's, that's it's awesome. funny. It's funny you bring that up. I have something I want to discuss later when we get into Far Cry. But <clears throat> okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> moving along here, uh, Final Fantasy VII has uh, been. Uh, well, they've said that they're going to release it on PS4 now, but it's not going to be an update. It's going to be a port of the PC version. Um, what I was looking to hear from you guys is if you think this is going to harm the possibilities of the update, uh, and also Brian, I know you're not a huge fan of the series. I don't know if you've ever even actually played any of the Final Fantasy games, but would you be more willing to give it a shot knowing that they're releasing it on a next-gen console, and if they were to update it, would that influence you playing it even more so? I don't think I'll play it, to be honest. At all? You wouldn't even give it a shot? If I get it for free, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> right it's on. just not my uh, not style your of, tea. of game, really. Right, right. I've never been into the JRPGs. No, that's cool. 
Yeah, the more and more that I think about it, I think the Japanese side of Square Enix is probably going to die before we get uh, a remake of 7. Because as they came out and said it, they're like, it would take us years to get anywhere near the graphical fidelity that the first one was at in order to like even take those environments and just translate it into what engines we have now. Because that first game was all pre-rendered backgrounds and right. polygonal models and... I don't know why we've taken a big step away from pre-rendered backgrounds. Like, I think we still use the, that happens a bit in things like Destiny where you're looking at like the wide open vistas and things like that. But for some reason, I think interactability in the environment is, uh, is a big thing nowadays. And so having pre-rendered backgrounds is kind of a no-no. And the idea that they want to take this really beautiful game and then bring it into uh, like a full 3D engine with fully rendered everything, that's, it would take a long time, like they've said. Like, right, but this we're approaching the point where this game came out like, how, how long ago now? I mean... 97, so... 97, so... 17 years ago? Yeah. But... I think I think they're stupid. I think they should have started this ten years ago, so right. it would be out now. Exactly. <laughs> Even if it was coming out on like PS3 or something like that. Knowing the amount of time I put into games like Fallout and and uh, Destiny and Skyrim and other RPGs, and the amount of time I put into the original release of Seven, if they did an updated version, I would play the hell out of that. Yeah. And I would play it so hard, and it would probably take over a good portion of my life for who knows how long, but. That's that's just me. I mean, I, I I I love the series. I think Seven is definitely the best game in terms of playability and replayability. Um, so I would like to see them up the. I, I wish they would have started this 10, absolutely fifteen years ago or whatever. The super smart thing to do is when we were getting kind of the shots and volleys for the Xbox and the PS4 early last year. Somebody, somebody, either one of them should have gone to Square Enix and been like, here is all of the money we have. Please make Final Fantasy VII for our console. Right, because they would have won. How many consoles would they have sold? They would have won immediately. Right. Like, even if even if it was coming out two years from now, but Xbox was like, this is a console buy Minecraft. Yeah. yeah. Well, they're, <laughs> they're, they're now printing money off of that, so they yeah, probably don't need to sell any more Xboxes. But... Seriously, like, if, if either one of them could have said, this is exclusive to our ne next platform... They would have sunk the other one completely. Yeah, and I mean, speaking of selling consoles, the uh, the Xbone has outsold the PS4 this uh, this Black Friday shopping season. Hardware and game sales are up despite the lower overall numbers for Black Friday. Yeah, which is pretty interesting, and that's a good jump for Xbox. And either, I mean, I okay, I own both consoles. They both have their ups and downs. Period. Um, currently, I've been playing Destiny more on the Xbox because I already played. I played it out pretty hardcore <laughs> on, the, on the PS4. Uh, but either way, I, I mean, I don't see. There's no real difference in terms of quality between the two systems. Graphical I think, quality. Yeah, I think they're both amazing, and and the only difference that I can see is the controller, and that doesn't necessarily help or hurt it mm -hmm. in any way, shape, or form. Some people love the PlayStation controller. Some people love the Xbox controller. Having the ability for me to switch between the two, it was weird as hell when I was playing Outlast last night on the PlayStation 4 yeah. because Jason was over. Mm. My friend Jason. Hey, Jason. You wanted to scare him? It, well, because he loves playing those creepy-ass games <laughs> game with the lights out. Creepy. You know, It's terrifying. So with that, 
you know, the, like switching over to the PlayStation controller after holding the Xbox one for so long, I was kind of like, oh my god, like this is so weird. Like the buttons not being in the right locations, not really the buttons, but the uh, the, the directional pads and, and the six. Yep, exactly. So that was a little weird. But other than that, like I, I don't see a difference. And I mean, good luck to both systems via this uh, holiday season here. I, I haven't played. I haven't so much as touched an Xbox controller. Xbox One controller. I I love the PS4 one a lot. I always kind of, and I even prefer the PS3 over the the Xbox 360, which I know a lot of people is that's ridiculous. The difference the between triggers are awful. the triggers are really yeah. bad. They're rounded off. The, yeah. the biggest difference between the two is I feel like the Xbox One controller is like really tight. Yeah. And I feel like the PlayStation 4 controller is like way more spread out. So like when I'm being a lazy ass and I'm laying on my bed and I've got the controller which resting on my stomach, yeah, it's most of the time. The Xbox controller is a little more like I'm, I feel myself kind of like clenching harder. Yeah. Whereas the PlayStation One, I, I feel like I'm a little more spread out and yeah. it's not so bad. But either way, it, it doesn't really hinder my playing ability by yeah. any means. So. And I mean, I should. I'm. I only own a PlayStation Four, obviously, because I've never touched an Xbox One. But. Um, it's hard to argue with the value that they're putting out there. You pay three hundred and thirty dollars for the five hundred gigabyte console with no connect, and you get two, at least games. two games with it nowadays. Hard to argue with that. I cannot tell anybody not to go for that. Right. So that's probably their big selling point now too. So. Absolutely. Yeah. But Dro- dropping the connect was a good idea. For absolutely. Them. Plus, you get a huge discount. I think at Best Buy right now, if you if you buy it and you buy um, Xbox Live a year's worth, you get like a big rebate. I don't mm-hmm. know if it's specifically through Best Buy. It could be through any retailer. I, I don't condone buying at Best Buy. Uh, Best Buy does not pay. They, they're money. not paying me a dime for this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but that's I. E- either way, like whichever console you purchase, you're gonna have to pay for those online services anyways. So yeah. why not go for the one that gives you the discount? Yeah. So, but on the other hand, I could argue about this the whole time. I think PlayStation Plus, the discounts and games that you get, are way better than anything you see on the games with gold from yeah, Xbox. I would definitely agree with you there. I'm usually jealous every month. Yeah. That PSN gives away these amazing games, yeah. and I get some stupid Viking game that I never <laughs> want to play. I download it anyway because it's free. Guacamelee was worth Guacamelee it. Guacamelee is awesome. Yeah. yeah. Guacamelee I just is... still need to finish that game, but yes. Uh, and like the first one that they did with Games with Gold was like Halo 3, which is like the highest selling game on Xbox. <laughs> Everybody already owns it. It's so. for all the people that sold it and they wanted to play it again. Yeah, I guess. I guess. Right on. Alright, so moving along here. A, uh, our first impressions of Far Cry 4. Uh, I know Alex didn't really get into Far Cry 3. Do you want to talk about that for a second? Yeah, you know, we're going to go over quite a bit of it looking at the questions that you have on the outline. But I think... What, uh, there's an outline? <laughs> but um, pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. Uh, Far Cry 3 just never really sunk its teeth into me. I I'm, I don't stray away from, from first-person shooters too much, obviously. I play things like Destiny, but they're not like my favorite kind of game. Even right. like Fallout Three is first person, but I mostly <clears> use bats. So you know, and Skyrim is kind of a different thing too. But um, Far Cry Three is just one of those games where you kind of get thrust into this world, and there's so much to do that I I get a little bit of like like indecisiveness and fatigue from just the idea that I could be okay I could go and hunt all these animals or I could go 
take over all these outposts, or I could go to all these towers, and I'm just like, I'm not going to do any of this because there's too much in front of me right now. <laughs> right, and that's, in terms of my first impressions of Far Cry 4, that was one of the issues I, I kind of saw jumping right into it. And I mean, I only played it for a couple hours to just get a feel for it. But right off the bat, as soon as they throw you into the story, there's like a billion things to do. Yeah. Granted, you kind of want to do them because the game is so beautiful. It's probably the best looking game I've ever seen. It is very pretty. And even Far Cry 3 at the time I thought was the best looking game I'd ever seen. But they, they completely stepped up their game for four. I mean, it is unbelievable. They're just like when you're walking through the initial town, I jumped up on a couple of roofs and there are a couple of monkeys like picking fleas off of each other. And the amount of detail and the hair on the monkeys was like astounding to me. And when you're walking around, the lighting effects are gorgeous. The controls are really, I mean, they're quick. Like it's definitely like Destiny has a little bit of sluggishness to it. Mm -hmm. Far Cry is not by yeah. any means. And, and, in terms of like Far Cry three to Far Cry four, I really like the new environment. I think it's cool. It's way it feels way more open because you're in the mountains and there's so much like you when you look around there's a lot to yeah, see. It's way more vertical. Oh, definitely. Yeah. But and, and, and that's it, yeah, and I think that that could have just been limitations on the systems before you know because we're dealing with the next gen stuff now. Um, but I like Far Cry four. So far, I think it 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 shows a lot of promise. I'm definitely gonna have to give it more time. Um, one of my other concerns is that I, I never really noticed this before in, in three, but when you're walking around, the gun has a bob to it. And when, like, if you try to shoot, it, it bobs with it, with your walking. So I don't know how much that, that makes sense. Right. It does. But I don't remember that being much of it as exaggerated in three as four is. from the nipple or something? No, but what I'm saying is it, it just seemed like it was, it was way more exaggerated than normal. And I don't know if that's something they were trying to like it, to give it a little more realism, like which I can understand, but I'm I'm not 100 percent sure with you that. You may want to check the settings because a lot of games have an option for weapon bob. What are you guys playing? Are you playing on PC? No, we're playing on Xbox One. Okay. Yeah, I played Far Cry Three on PC. I believe John played it on 360 yep. and PC. The yep. PC one was way better. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, I've been waiting only, to get Far Cry Four on PC, but I decided to get it. On Xbox, so I could play with John whenever he gets his own yeah. copy. Right. And then not deal with you playing. The, yes, the that PC. was the other thing, too. <laughs> yeah, I you hate play you play. Is, you play terrible. Disgusting. Yeah, I should, I should have... Um, I know the PS4 version has... I don't know if the Xbox version does or not, but you can do one owner co-op. So really? I think I can okay. download a client and play with Nick or Gojo, because I know oh, they right both on. love. So, you know... Yeah, I don't think that's an option. I, yeah. That, that was the plan, at least when they showed it off at E3 right. this year. But I don't, you know. Yeah, so I, I mean, so far, I think it's it's pretty enjoyable. It's definitely a game I, I want to delve into a little more. So hopefully when we do our next episode, that'll be our, our long-term review. Um, but I, I wanted to kind of get into talking about Ubisoft for a second, too. <laughs> uh, because they... Uh, they... Um, they they released Unity super early and it got bad reviews. They mm -hmm. released Watch Dogs and the reviews were terrible and the expectations were set so high by them. Yeah. They put a huge press embargo on the crew and won't let anybody talk about that, that game. Has been getting pretty mediocre reviews. As well. So I, what I want to know is, do you guys think that they kind of spread themselves too thin with this latest set of releases and how bad is Far Cry going to be once they get more into it? Is that something like? I mean, it's really weird because 
I don't know how they're making all these games. See, like, if you look at the credits for an Assassin's Creed game nowadays... Oh, they're ridiculous. There's 150, like, 200 people. Yeah, 40 different Ubisoft offices are right. working on one game. And I don't... It doesn't make any sense to me right. and that's, how that works. As soon as the next generation of consoles was announced, I feel like they came out of the gate swinging hard. Mm-hmm. And they they swung so hard they fell over. <laughs> like... <laughs> Because a lot of like you look at Watch Dogs, the the initial like screenshots and play like you know play videos of Watch Dogs were beautiful. Yeah, it was a great looking game, and the expectations were set really high. And then actually playing it, which I I played a good twenty hours of that game at least. I was by the time I got twenty hours in, I'm like, this is the most boring game I've ever played, <laughs> and it's not. It doesn't even look good enough for me to want to keep playing. Like. Watching you play that just made me want to go back and play GTA Five some more. Mm. Right. Well, the really like weird thing about that, about Watch Dogs and even um, Assassin's Creed, you know, they both have these weird resolutions. Like, the huge news item that came out a few weeks ago was that they have locked both console versions at the same resolution and same frame rate, which people weren't expecting because I think most people were thinking PS4 is probably going to have a higher resolution and maybe a lower frame rate. Because it can handle that, but then even with Watch Dogs, there's you can download a like a, a, a an unofficial patch now that makes it look like it did back in the when it got announced. Right? Yeah, they locked a bunch of the PC settings off. That was a huge controversy. And it makes right. no sense. Like, what are the, is it? Just because they're going to release like a <laughs> you can't do a Watch Dogs remaster for the same console that it came out. Yeah, on. maybe you can. I don't know. <laughs> but then again, like look at like Metro Redux or Redo or however you want to say it. That came out on PC as a wholly separate release because they bumped things up a little bit and i suppose they fixed a lot of bugs and things but yeah it's i don't i don't know what they're doing i don't i don't know if you want to step into the next part of the segment here yeah no i i do because i think it's extremely relevant uh because maybe they're spreading themselves so thin i feel like a lot of their games are kind of getting taking the same shape you know you climb a tower so you can unlock a section of the map and then there's a billion different things you can do that's every single game they've put out in like that is true the last year or two the last two far cries have been very similar to assassin's creed right since since the first assassin's creed game came out i feel like they kind of just followed that format which don't get me wrong, it's it works to an extent, but like every game, really, really. Uh, it's, I mean, it's really strange because I think even I don't know if it's the crew or if it was like I don't know if they do any Need for Speed games or something like that. But there, I think it might be the crew. I think the crew has like climbing towers and doing no watch way. Play, I think in a car. Like, There's some. Yeah, do you get to transform? <laughs> like, did Michael Bay have a hand in this? <laughs> so wait. Do we get to make fun of Transformers 4? Yes, we do. Of course we do. Um, I'll bet the uh, car handling in Watch Dogs was so terrible because it's actually modeled off of the horse Right. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's probably no, but it's so it's so weird. You're honestly just like uncovering parts of the map by climbing up towers in all of their games. Would you just go up parking structures? Are they like <laughs> are they like ten floor parking structures that you get yes. you get to drive to the top and like peer out the edge and look? And it's like the parking yeah. cubbies in Dubai. Right. <laughs> your, uh, sweet jump into a hay barrel. <laughs> you, get, you get to drive your car into a hay bale. <laughs> When you have to hide from the cops, it just disappears into this tiny hay bale. I mean, on the other hand, like it's not Ubisoft is no faith. <laughs> <laughs> Ubisoft is um, only 
Like, they put out, what, like, Rayman Legends is, like, another... What other games have they put out now? Rayman well, that's, Le- the, that's the thing. They, they put all their resources into these big-name titles and franchises that they've come up with, which, cool, that's that's great. They want to do that. But at the same time, it's like, why are you creating the same game with different characters? Okay, now, on the other hand, they've got Trials. People love Trials. I don't play the Trials games, but it's the motorbike game where you There's have There's a to, ton of those now. So, you've got the Trials games, okay. so they do that. They had South Park Sick of Truth, which people loved. I didn't play it, but I heard good things. Yeah, it's one of those games that got lost on the generational divide, I think, because it came out for PS3 and 360. Ricky played it. Yeah, Ricky did play a lot of it. Um, The the Just Dance games, so those make them a ton of money, I'm sure. They have the the two the two latest Rayman games are really really good. They're like mechanically solid side scrollers, which is awesome. But so I'm really just. Giving them a bunch of crap over their well, big honestly, name franchise. The quality of their games depends greatly on which Ubisoft studio is producing right. them. Yes, because you can tell who produced which Assassin's Creed games. They're wildly different in their quality. I I feel. Yeah, I think, and the chances they take. Right. It's. It's they're, they're, I think Ubisoft's in a really weird situation, and they need to figure out how. Last Assassin's Creed would be a good thing. I I actually like the Assassin's Creed franchise, but I've had an issue with basically every game. I mean, I the only one that I've been able to complete was Black Flag. Like that's the only one that like kept me the whole way through and had really new interesting mechanics and things like that. It is interesting. I do sometimes I actually get sick of sailing and I want to actually be assassinating people and I feel yeah. like there's not enough assassination in that game that's for fair. being called an Assassin's Creed game. It yeah. should be um Sid Meier's Pirates or something. Three. Yeah. I don't know. But on the other hand, if they made like another like if they took if Unity was just another game that had a bunch of sailing mechanics in it would that have been like would people have liked that probably not because it's just it's more of the same it's like far cry 3 and 4 you're just you know changing up the locale a little bit and not doing much with the game i don't doubt that they've created somewhat of a winning formula to their games but it's just like they're not doing anything different so if all their games are just going to kind of mesh together like that like where like i i the last thing i want is the division to be one of these games? Yeah, I think because that, I am so excited for that game, it's not even funny. I think that's what they're betting on, right? I think that's their big chip of like, hopefully this is gonna do well. I'm hoping still... it completely alters their model because yeah. that that game, will, like, if if they are able to actually pull off everything they've talked about pulling off, it'll be groundbreaking for yeah. video games. Yeah. So. And it's it's just with like the Assassin's Creed is now a Call of Duty level. We get one every year, yeah. so they get with all the studios working out. I don't even know how. There were two of them this year. Yeah, there were two because there was one on last gen and one on current gen. Yeah. I just it's mind blowing to me that they're like Ubisoft is big, but are they as big as having three completely different studios working on Call of Duty games at one time? Because that's what they're on right now, right? There's like a three-year cycle for every Call of Duty game. That's just insane. So, I don't know how they're doing an Assassin's Creed game every year. I, you know, I have no idea the studio sizes, but... Clearly, they're insane. probably the biggest. Yeah. So, yeah. any other final words on this segment here? I think we can move on. All right, moving along. Uh, we're going to take a quick break here, and uh, we'll be right back to talk about our extended review of Destiny. Destiny. 
Welcome back to the Midwest Game Nerds Podcast. Uh, this is going to be our third segment here, uh, the extended review of Destiny. So starting out with this review here, I kind of want to touch base this, because this is our inaugural episode. We didn't really get a chance to talk about our first impressions of Destiny. So that being said, uh, Brian, did you do the beta test or no? Uh, yeah. Okay. Alex did the beta test. I did the initial alpha on PS4. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. So... That being said, starting with Brian, what did you think about the games starting with the beta test? Well, honestly, I was really impressed, and I definitely wanted more after playing it. But I was—I mean, I was just intrigued by all the different systems in the game, like what did what, and nothing was really explained, why I was picking up these weird, um, whatever the hell those metal fallen and, things drop. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. I don't know. It was beautiful, for one. And honestly, the release version was so much better looking. Like, they used lower-res textures in the uh, beta or something. Yeah. Right on. So, Alex, how did you feel? I was intrigued. I was... Uh, the game played quite well. And um, I definitely wanted to delve into it more. But I was think- I remember thinking, oh, this is going to be really good when they've got like actual missions and storyline and stuff in here. And we, can <laughs> talk- we, can- we can talk about whether or not they ended up putting any of that in. <laughs> yeah, we'll-, we'll get into that. But no, it-, it gave off a very good first impression to me. But I was very skeptical about whether or not there would be enough there. Gotcha. So, okay. Yeah, I mean, I going into the beta, I really was not sold on the game by any means. I Like, being used to playing Call of Duty and some of these faster Twitch kind of uh, uh, first-person shooters, I, was, I wasn't really into it. I couldn't get it. It was too sluggish for me. Um, and I never really got enough into it to where I got anything cool in terms of gear, so I didn't really feel like yeah. I well, liked that. couldn't really get that far. Right, no, I know. But it, I feel like I, I spent more time creating my character and going through yeah. every option I could possibly look at to see how cool it looked, because the models were sweet. Yeah. And the game was definitely very good looking. Um, but the interface I, is very slick. Yes. Too. And it just wasn't... I just couldn't get into it right off the bat. So... That being said, once it was actually released, um, I you know I'm, I'm going to throw this over to you, Brian, because you bought the game before I even touched it, the, the final release. And uh, how did you feel about it from the get go? Um, I was hooked right away. Honestly, I mean, it was more of the same of what I had seen in the beta. But I mean, yeah, the story was a letdown, of course, but <laughs> and I could tell immediately that it wasn't going anywhere. Right. Um, yeah, and it was definitely formulaic. I mean, it's the same thing as far as how it's narrated. Like, oh, you're going to have to stop here so uh, I can unlock this door, and then you have to fend off all these enemies because <laughs> I can't do anything because I have no arms. <laughs> yeah, I'm a big fan of how the internet has affectionately um, called the ghost Dinkle Bell. Yeah, Dinkle Bell. I think Dinkle yes. Bell is the best name for that, <laughs> that thing. That is the name of the ghost, in my yeah. opinion. <laughs> there is no better name. Dinklebot has been said a few times, but Dinkle Bell is, is the best It one. was very hard for me to not think about Game of Thrones the whole time I was listening <laughs> to him as well. Yeah, I was like, why? Where's his British accent? Yeah. Yeah. Alex, what about you on that initial release? How did you feel? Uh, I picked it up well after you guys did, uh, which so I feel like I got kind of slighted because 
Uh, I didn't really get to discover any of the game with anybody, you know? Right, and that's a big part of it. Yeah, it was like uh, Nick and Gojo would hop into my game and then just annihilate everything in front of me, and I'd just be standing there like, oh, that was some good experience that I just had. (laughs) But but then it kind of fell off for them, so I was playing through a lot of it on my own. And I think I didn't really start liking it until I got to a point where I didn't feel underpowered anymore like I started yeah. getting to the point where I like was ready to let go of the pulse rifle and just go with the scout rifle and start getting headshots because I could consistently get headshots and uh, I that's when I like it really took hold for me and I and I really enjoy the shooting mechanic itself and the weight of everything and when you're shooting a gun like it, it feels good there's not like when I played Far Cry when I tried playing Far Cry 3 on, on the PC Everything felt like a pea shooter because there wasn't any like vibration to it, and there wasn't like you couldn't really feel the re- recoil of anything, and it was, I, it didn't feel as refined as Destiny does. So okay. I really appreciate it for that level. On the other hand, I don't know what was going on in the story. I completed it last night. I don't know why I was pretty doing much nothing. Yeah, yeah. I, I, that's the story is just. Pretty much non-existent. Like yeah. there, I mean, there's bits of it here. And I've read online that you you need to actually go on Bungie's website and go through all the grimoire cards yeah. and yeah, I'm too lazy. For read that. through all that. It's a lot of reading. Like just, you made me sit through the game. Like explain the damn story to me. Absolutely. So like it feels like a lot of the story is just happening off screen. Well, I kind of <laughs> assumed it was it was meant to be more of an introduction to the world. So, so I mean, the DLC, I too hard the DLC has all the story then, right? It's a kind of a side story. Oh, okay. Well, well, I don't want to get into really, the DLC just yeah, yet. I was, I was being facetious. No, but... <laughs> I mean, for me, the, the game, I didn't get into it until I sat and watched Brian play it for a few hours. Like it was, I was like, oh man, I should probably just bite the bullet <laughs> and buy this game. So I did, and, and, and I'm happy I did because I wasted a lot of time doing it. Yeah. And uh, I, I, I really enjoy it. And it's, it's become... Despite the lack of story and everything, like I, I like getting the cool gear. I like, and I think that's kind of one of the mechanics they've tried to push on everyone is like, hey, come get cool stuff. Like, yeah, and it works. Like I, I bought into it big time. Like I play the game because I want to get sweet stuff. Mm-hmm. I want to make my hunter look awesome, hands down. So I, I think the game is it's gorgeous. I think with every little update they do, there's little graphical updates too. I've noticed things looking nicer, cleaner every time. There's a little patch like. I feel like they're cleaning it up as they go because I do think they kind of pushed it out a little fast. Um, I, f- I feel like you know, it took I, several I, years. <laughs> I, I, yeah, but it was one of those things where, like, when it came out, everybody felt it was incomplete. And even though I got it a few weeks after you, and there had already been a patch or two at that point, I still felt like it was a little bit incomplete. But that could just be the lack of story. I think that's a large majority of it. Yeah. So, and, and some of the things you know they they've done to the game in, in the meantime I, I think have been nice little updates here and there uh, from a design standpoint I love the interface of the menu system and choosing the planets and things the, the fact that they use Helvetica for every font as an art nerd <laughs> like oh my god it, like yeah I'm all about that but what pisses me off is that the logo the word destiny is a completely different font <laughs> that drives me insane I know it's such a stupid thing to think about but the the four music out of five. yeah four out of five <laughs> the sound four, is, uh, eight out of ten would bang again uh, 
But yeah, and the sounds incredible. I, the the different gun sounds I think are amazing. Yeah. Every every like distinct gun has its own like feel and wow. sound and weight and the uh, the music is is amazing too. I, I would love to see if I could find the score just to listen to it. Um, but that's you know the the initial release hooked me hard and I'm I'm into it enough to where I bought the expansion pack because I needed yeah. I needed to play more. I will say like I got to a point, <laughs> I was sitting there playing. Friday night, and Nick and Gojo hopped online, and Amy was online, and they were all playing Grand Theft Auto, and I was like, oh, I'm playing Destiny, and they're like, oh, who plays Destiny anymore, blah, 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 and I was like, uh, whatever, and I then I was like, lot. I was sitting there just doing a patrol, trying to, to, to uh, complete some, uh, some bounties, and I was like, why the hell am I playing this game? Like... Everybody told me to buy it so I could play it with them, and then nobody's playing it anymore. <laughs> it's like, so I, I really wish that I would have bought it sooner, but I'm not going to lie. I think if we weren't recording this review right now, I probably wouldn't have beaten the story. Like, it, this this weekend might have been the last time that I played this game. See, that makes me sad, because, uh, well, not that I play on PS4 yeah. much anymore anyways, but um, <clears throat> I almost jumped in your game last night, but Jason yeah. wanted to play Outlast. Uh, but it, like... That's Brian and I are kind of faced with the same thing now. Like his, all, all of his, you know, homies on Xbox Live are all playing Grand Theft Auto, oh, yeah. and he's, you know, he's still playing Destiny with me because we're so hooked on it. I, I haven't even. Grand Theft I'm Auto afraid too. to buy Grand Theft Auto because I don't want to stop playing Destiny. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure that's probably what's going to end up happening. I I think I would. It would be a very different experience if I had somebody there with me. It's definitely it's, absolutely it's, it's, better. Yeah, yeah, it's a whole different ball did, game. Have you guys done any of the raids? Yes. You did the raids. It took hands, me a yeah. long time to actually get into doing that. Yeah. And it is an entirely you have to be like different experience on its own. 28. Yeah. And you have to do it with six people, which yeah. means mostly strangers half the time. The fact that there's no matchmaking for the raids is kind of what drives me nuts. Well, like, there is. It just doesn't work. There, no. oh, there is no matchmaking. Really? Yeah, you oh. have to like find a group and pair up with six people and then jump into it. Hmm. So that bothers me, and I feel the same way about the nightfall strike and, and the weekly strike. The, the fact that I can't just like matchmake with people who want to do the same thing as me drives me a little nuts. Because Brian's, you know, not always there, and his friends don't even want to play anymore. So it's yeah. like. How am I going to get to do these things? I can't solo most of them. They're a little bit too difficult because I'm playing them on the highest level I can. So that's good loot. Yeah, you want the good loot. That's that's yeah. That's the whole game is good loot. You know, it's it's like Borderlands, but not because Borderlands is all about the loot. Yeah, Borderlands has better loot. It's weird loot. Like loot driven games don't really capture me though. I was never a big Diablo guy. I didn't finish either of the Borderlands games. So I, I don't know why this. I think this one works really well because I like the high science fiction of it all. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Borderlands is cool, but the dystopian, Mad Maxy kind of thing doesn't really. Right, right. Jive with me too. Borderlands is much more fun with friends as well. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of dull on it. I think that's my biggest my problem with some of these is that I, get, I end up getting the games weeks later. So if I do play with friends, they're just <laughs> killing everything, and I'm. Got like the dinkiest little sniper. Now, did, did Nick and Gojo pick up the DLC at all or no? Gojo paid for the uh, expansion. expansion. Nick, I don't know and probably won't. Okay. Because I, I was going to say, until like, way later. The, the Dark Below release was awesome. <laughs> 
the missions were hard. It yeah. was hard. It was like it was a difficult thing to get through. Are they like recommended level thirty? Uh, like the the first one starts out at like twenty six, I think. Okay. Twenty five. Twenty five. Yeah. So in that being said, I was impressed with like it was I it was hard. Like it was it really was hard. That and that's nice. that's fun. Like yeah, it's a, it's nice because you reach that point in the game where like. You you no longer have any issues killing anything with a one shot, and you yeah. finally hit this point where like even the nightfalls have gotten kind of easy to me. Yeah, so you get to the point where the, like now the game's challenging again, and I think that's kind of what they're getting at. You know, Bungie said they have a ten year plan for this franchise. Like they're if, if they keep making it harder as we progress, I'm on board for that. Yeah. I'll, I'll be hooked at all ten years. I think it's really interesting to me because like level cap at thirty seems really strange in my opinion. Like I know, I know that where it's did, thirty-two now. Yeah, yeah. It's thirty-two now. Where did WoW start? WoW was like um, level 60? 40. 40? I think and now so. they're almost to a hundred, or they're right. at a hundred. Like, are these characters going to carry over to Destiny two or whatever? Yes, they actually. The Bungie did come out and say that your character will carry over to Destiny two. That's interesting, but but in what ways? Like, is it going to be another? Because right now you've got. Normal experience level up, and there's light level up. Right. So is Destiny 2 going to add, like, a third one? I hope not, because there's already enough currencies to have to deal with. <laughs> yeah, if they add any true. other means of, like, leveling up, I think I might kill myself. I, I, but, but I don't they understand. Need material drops. I don't, yeah. I don't understand how you're... Joking. <laughs> I don't understand how you could have... Because you got to program a game for a particular experience. And if Destiny 2 is going to accommodate for people who have not played Destiny 1, they can't make two different. They can't do a branch like that. They're, they can't spread this little amount of story over two different branches if that's going to be the case. It'll probably like, just be more DLC. But it just, like, to me, it would feel like they need to figure out a way that even if you are bringing your character over, that it is still ground level loot for that game. So, but this is, that's way. Yeah, I mean, you're kind of getting ahead of yourself, but that's that's the thing. Like, I, one of the things I wanted to talk about was um, the level of community support that this game has. I mean, the, the subreddit and the forums are just filled with people who love this game and love to hate it. Yeah, and you have the you know Bungie and Deej are. I think that's how you pronounce his his name is Deej D E E J. Yeah. He, you know, they they are listening to everything everyone has to say. And granted, they're they're making changes that make sense, but at the same time, they're taking things away that don't quite make sense too. For instance, the materials. I don't know if you, you know, if you notice that, Alex, but like the when you used to be able to go and trade in materials to get Vanguard and Crucible marks, so yeah. that you can purchase those items. Now you can't do that anymore. You can trade, right? right you can trade that Crucible the, marks for materials. The downside with the expansion as well is that they have made it. Harder to get a lot of the end game loot, right? And so you have to you have to enough. play more. You have to work harder. Well, I think the real I do have other games I want to play. So, <laughs> I, but I heard that the point of that was so that it would make it so that you don't have to farm the resources as much, so that you can like people who are stuck yes. in that like level twenty seven ish area could level up to get to. The raid and the the, the well, and this, game raid. This and is something game. I don't know because I haven't tried it yet. But if I buy material from one of the 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 quartermasters, no. If I buy material using my marks, does that take away from my weekly quota? I doubt it. Well, that would make sense, wouldn't it's, it? Yeah, that's true. Like it, to me, that kind of makes it so that you're not sitting there 
doing the patrol on Mars, getting the iron ore or whatever it is, you're actually going and playing strike strike playlists. Because that would be like the strikes are gonna be so much more fun the, than sitting there just collecting the problem is spin metal. Even though they've gone ahead and made the materials more available to you from buying them from quartermasters, they are a thousand times more available now in the world too. Because when you jump down on those planets to do what patrol or a mission or whatever they're, not only are they more noticeable because of graphical updates, but they're more plentiful. You can find them more often, and they respawn a lot that faster. A fact? I that, I, that's what I've noticed. No, they have not come out and said that. But that's <laughs> in my playing. I've noticed it's a lot easier now for me to go ahead and, and it get. It does seem like it, right? They, they've increased the availability in multiple multiple areas. I think the point is that they're trying to push people towards the end game, and so that they can kind of get people into the dark below. They, they, want, they want you to go and buy the DLC. So, whether or not that was the right thing to do to make it happen, and then we can also talk about the fact that they've locked out the Nightfall. Like, if you don't have the Dark Below, you can't do the Nightfall or the Weekly Review. But that's, that's just because they knew... I, this is my it understanding. It just is they, be for this week. Right, because they knew everybody who had, who had reached that point in the game was going to blow through it because they wanted all the new content. Yeah. Because it's from what I understand, they cycle it out. Like it's just it's in a, it's in a random cycle. So, but it, it'll be like it's if next week it's the same thing where people can't play the Nightfall. Like that's that's gonna piss everyone off. Well, like it's already pissed everybody off that they can't do the I, week, they can't do whatever. the weekly stuff. Everybody, because, yeah, I everybody. You guys are angry about this. You just don't know. Anything. I'm not angry by any means. Is that why my stomach's making weird noises? Yeah, exactly. It must be. Yeah, anger noises. <laughs> no, I think I think anybody who doesn't have the DLC is is. Pretty like even even Gojo had the DLC and Nick told him about this and Gojo was like, "What? That's that's BS! Like that they can't they shouldn't do that." But you know, I don't know. I whatever, man. They wanted to create a game that where where they could constantly change the content. Like you're gonna get things if you don't buy the expansion, you don't get to play certain aspects of it. It's not that big of a deal. Well, that's fine, but I, it's almost like they're really taking away a feature of the game for those who can. They're like hiding it behind a paywall. They're taking part of that. the game. Yeah, that, you actually have less game now than you did yeah. two months ago, and you have to pay twenty dollars to, to get, get part of back. the game back. I understand that kind of. Stuff. I really think it's just this week, and, and probably yeah. I mean, we'll have to see how things change on Tuesday. But. Yeah. I mean, it's just an interesting issue. Like, I would think they would almost do like a separate. Like, this is the this is the the dark below weekly content is a separate button, a separate thing away yeah. from the nightfall. Well, clearly, with the expansiveness of the universe, there's plenty of room on that loading screen. <laughs> yep. Yep. So, uh, are, are there any other things you guys think the game does really well or does poorly that you want to talk about? <laughs> I'm, I I I still have barely scratched the surface because I have not used any of the resources yet. Like I don't have any armor. Right. I don't have anything above a rare at this point. I think. Oh. Um. So I'm. I'm. Yes. I'm woefully underqualified to review this game. <laughs> but. Uh, I would start. In my opinion, if you're at that point, you need to start doing the strike playlist. No, no that's Absolutely. like I've, I've play, I played through. I played through my first two strikes earlier today and last night and those 
Those are fun. They're really interesting. They're challenging, they, which is like what you want out of them. And if you actually do the strikes in sequence of your level, yeah, it's like it's a nice, nice, refreshing. Like, oh, I can't kill this thing in one hit. Like, yeah, I enjoy the strikes. I wish there were more of them. Yeah, there are on PS4. Apparently. Just two more, but yeah. they're not even like in. Okay, so the PS4 Xbox difference. Here we go. This the one strike they added in the initial release for PlayStation Four was not fun to me at all. It was it was it was probably an afterthought. It, yeah, I mean it, it wasn't fun. I didn't think it was interesting, and it it was it, like I just don't I didn't care to do it. It wasn't one of the strikes. Like I like doing summoning pits, and I like doing the Devil's Lair. Like those are fun to me yeah. because they're always hard. And if as long as you don't sit in a camp spot, like. It's not a big deal. Yeah, they're but, hard for the rest of us running around while you sit. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. So this this PlayStation Strike didn't do anything for me. I'm, I don't really care. I, I will say I think it looks better on Xbox than PlayStation, <laughs> but that could be because it's running at a lower resolution, is what I was told. Maybe. Yeah. So, but I don't care. It softens it, the edges. It, yeah, it looks it's pretty. It looks real pretty. And uh, I do, I do think they've they've updated the graphics in every little patch. There's, it looks better every time I play it. They're probably just like refining processes. And oh, I'm sure. So making some computer, of the textures look nicer. Yeah, the computer can handle things a little bit better because they're not as, you know, uh, wasteful with what right. they're doing. I keep thinking it seems like it was designed for PC though. I mean, a mouse would be perfect for those. Well, menus. that's that's where like the PlayStation 4's I mean, touchpad touch would have been amazing yes. to use on that interface for choosing your planet. And interesting, waste yeah. power. It would have been awesome to use for the menu system, but that they don't. Been good. Yeah. You know, instead, good. we have to use the joysticks. Makes no sense. Uh, I mean, if it came out on PC, would you buy it again? No. Mm, yeah, maybe. I probably would. I'm not gonna I, lie. I, I've already I bought it twice. I'm my PC, and I love it. I would probably get it again just for the larger community, and I would assume at that point they'd probably have a ton of extra content for PC users to entice people to move over. If they did like a character transfers, be, because that I'm would be probably cool. not buying. I'm probably not going to buy the DLC unless like Nick and Gojo come back and are like, "All right, we'll do this." Then I would probably do it. But if they did like a sixty dollar, this is Destiny with all of the DLC content for DLC content that was redundant. With all the DLC for sixty bucks, put it out on PC. I'd probably do it as long as I knew a few people that picked it up. Yeah. But then again, my my PC's a little long in the tooth. I don't know if I'm. I don't know. If yeah, I you do for an upgrade. That's no big deal. Yeah. But I, I mean, I don't know. I, I I liked the dark below. I like the new element. I think. Yeah, you guys should talk about the. Yeah, PC the, a little the, the only my only gripe is that I think the bounties you get from Eris need to be put in the mission slot as opposed to taking up my normal bounty slots like in the menu. Um, that bothers me. I have a few other issues. Honestly, uh, I wish they would have had some more new areas. I mean, they're really short levels, like the story missions. And they're, part of them are, like, new assets, but the rest is uh, just recycled areas that you've already been in. Right. And, I wanted more new stuff, honestly. The and that, it that was challenging, and it's fun. They could have used some new enemy types or something. That would have been good. There's yeah, they, they just enemy. kind of expanded on, like, having a different-looking wizard and a different-looking yeah, knight. I will say it, the scream that that thing lets out is... Terrifying. Horrifying, yes. The new areas are cool, though. I mean, there's the one fight with the with the wizard, Omnigool, that, like... That area is cool. Like, the development... Like, it looks sweet. Like, they did a really nice job on that. The, the strike is very intense, yeah. That um, strike was one of the... It's super hard. Haven't it, done the raid yet. 
yeah, the the raid we still need to do. But I I think uh, I think they did a, a nice job overall with the DLC. I would have liked a little more content. I mean, it was what four or five missions or something like that, and then a strike and a raid. But like, it was fun still. And they added a ton of new gear, which is cool, and new I'm shaders and new banners and. A bit disappointed in the new weapon selection at the Vanguard and the Crucible. If you have the expansion, they mm. swapped out all the weapons, and I don't like them as much as the ones that I bought before that are now outdated and weaker. Yeah, that yeah, that bums me out. Yeah, but I do. I'm, I'm a fan of the update where you can you have to buy the exotic shards to upgrade your exotics. Now I think that's a nice touch. Oh yeah, that was doesn't a change. That doesn't was eat up all of your ascendant shards and ascendant energies. So that's something I, I actually I really I like that. I don't mind spending a couple strange coins to get you know an exotic shard. So, but the, I think the dark below it, it was a nice little uh, teaser cookie. I'm hoping the next one. I don't remember what it's called. Me neither. Um, I, I hope it's they they do a the nice light job. Above. Something, yeah, that's got to be it. Yeah. It's it, I think it's like something about a wolf, or yeah, yeah, yeah. something wolf related. Yeah, or, but hopefully, fox or dark uh, of the moon. Maybe they'll add a little Major more extension. content there. I, you know, Brian, you brought up the idea that it, Revenge <laughs> of the Fallen. God, I hate you. <laughs> Wrong podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, you know, Brian, you brought up the fact that it, the. Dark Below takes place in a lot of the same places we've been, and that that's a, an issue because now I have a ton of spin metal because <laughs> yes. it all takes place. It all pretty much takes place on Earth, and then mm-hmm. there's like one or two spots on the Moon where like you do something. But I didn't get a ton of uh, helium filaments from that. I still somehow have more spin metal than anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so it would have been nice to get to the other planet. I th- I, that's the thing I think maybe with the the next. Uh, iteration of dlc they should expand it so you're you know you're touching base on venus and mars but i don't know if that's something they're going to let you do yeah no i didn't say touching the base of the penis brian (laughs) (laughs) i saw that look on your face (laughs) no i said venus so anyways any anything else you guys want to say regarding destiny at all i think they should do a transformers crossover you should be able to go to cybertron we should at least retrieve the all to the What if they just the What if they just remade the game to be Transformers? <laughs> Michael Bay buys Bungie. Oh god! With all his money, don't do it, Michael Bay. Don't do it. You've already ruined explosions. You've already ruined one industry. Don't don't take over video games, please, God. Oh. Um, anyways, uh, moving along here, this is the next, this next segment is where we'd probably have some listener feedback, but being our first episode, we do not have any, so too bad. Well, um, what? We can, we can pretend. We can make How it are we on time here? How are we on time? We're about where we need to be. Okay. <laughs> we talked about Destiny for like 26 minutes, which is cool. Um, so that being said, hopefully in the future, you guys want to write to us again, uh, that, that would be cool so we can read off things that you want to say if uh, if you have games you want us to review or anything of that sort feel free to do so um, so that being said I'm going to head into this outro here thank you Alex uh, not only for inspiring us to bring this podcast to life but also for joining us on the inaugural episode um, we hope to have you back soon do you have any parting words for the, uh, the listeners here no, I, I hope everybody enjoys this next, the second podcast on the Midwest Podcast Network, and I, I'm excited to have you guys as part of the crew and to start branching out and doing more. So, 
More nerd stuff. Exactly. Yep. Always good. We're happy to be a part of it. So. Yeah, so audience, please enjoy. Write them off and make their podcasts more successful than ours so we can learn how to do it better. Yeah, that's something other than Destiny to talk about. Yeah, because <laughs> otherwise I don't, I don't want to fill two episodes of Destiny, but I'll do it if I have to. All right, anyways, uh, any listeners looking to weigh in on anything we've discussed in this episode, if, or if you have any discussion ideas or feedback, please contact us via MidwestGameNerds at gmail.com or on Twitter at MGN Podcast. Uh, once we have a website up and rolling, I'm hoping I'll, you know we'll get show notes up there and everything, and we'll also post our uh, PSN and Xbox Live usernames. I don't know if these guys want to put theirs out there, but mine's Chon Constantine. That's C-H-O-N Constantine, just like the movie and the TV show and the comic book. Uh, if you guys want to, I don't know if you want to, it's up to you. Yeah, I'm J-O-N-D-Y-1703 on just about everything, so Jondy. Elder Goat. So Not Elder everything. Goat and Jondy, 1703, yep. and Chan Constantine. That Chan Constantine also applies to my Steam account. If anybody wants to gift me any games on Steam, I'll <laughs> gladly play them with you. Um, other than that, um, you know, our theme music is just kind of a bunch of my old music from my bands in the past. So if anybody out there wants to have their bands, you know, independent bands theme, you know, music made into one of our themes or our outro or our break music, like, please, by all means, send me a whole bunch of your music. And I'm more than happy to promote you as long as you promote us. Uh, next time, I'm looking to give you a more in-depth review of Far Cry. So that being said, we don't have a sign-off yet, but when we do, I'll put one right here. So for now, this is just ta-ta. Adios. Kyle XY, go play video game. Yeah, Kyle XY, go play video game. <laughs> Boner. <laughs>